Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this today. I wanted to discuss a little bit more about addiction. I touched base in this um, in one of my other sessions, and I wanted to elaborate a little bit more. It's something I want to talk about quite often. I feel like people don't talk about it enough in their teaching of, you know, being successful or people who want to become millionaires and live that great life. So many of us believe that because we came from this horrible background or because we are we're these horrible people in our own eyes that we don't deserve that, that we don't deserve success and that we'll never become millionaires because, you know, that's not the life that we were given and it's wrong and it's a sad way to think and yet a lot of us go around living our whole lives feeling this way. The other day I had to go to probation and yes, that's right, I am on probation. I've been on probation for three years now and I'm proud to say that in three months I will finally be done and have the legal system behind me. Now, I want to let you know that, you know, the reason for me being on probation um, is for someone, you know, is because of someone I was, uh, someone who was out of control and out of touch and just completely was not myself. Um, you know, when I think back of who I was back then, gosh, I just think, how could I ever do this to myself, to my body, to my children, to my family, the people who love me, the people I loved? I ruined a lot of relationships and damaged um, a lot of people in my life along the way because at the time I just... When you're in addiction, you just, you, all you can think about is that addiction, and it's really sad. It saddens me to think back to that person. But anyway, I was at probation, and my probation officer was telling me how proud he was of me and, you know, of how far I've come. So he did something that it just totally, it, it blew my mind. Um, but he showed me a picture of myself. It was a mugshot um, at the time when I was going through addiction. Um, in those two years, I really racked up a lot of charges. I mean, it's insane. Um, a lot of them weren't necessarily my charges, but I, they were charges because of people I was hanging out with and things that they were doing that I got involved with and just keeping the wrong crowd around me. I got into a lot of trouble and some of those charges were mine I'm not saying that I was completely innocent and it was everyone's fault it wasn't uh, ultimately no matter what I where I was or what I did or who I was with that was my fault no matter what so I'm, don't take this as me you know blaming anyone I'm just stating the facts that some of the charges um, for instance when I went to jail I went to jail I did three months in jail <laughs> Um, and unfortunately it was for a charge that was 
not mine, but, you know, water the, under the bridge now, I guess you could say, um, but going to jail was a blessing to me, I, I definitely took that as a blessing, and that's when I was able to finally get clean and turn my life around, so I don't regret it or take it back in any way, because it, it made me who I am today, but he showed me this mug shot, and it just, I was taken back when I saw it, and he said, you know, do you even recognize this person, and are you proud of who you are now, or who you were then, and I just, my face was sunken in, I was so skinny, I was 86 pounds, I had went from 110 to 86 pounds within a few months, um, because I was just living off of drugs, and it was just such a bad time for me. I lost my home, my car, my marriage because of my addiction. And ultimately, I ended up losing my children because I was homeless. I went homeless, legit homeless. I had to uh, sleep under a pavilion some nights in the county park and um, use a porta pot as my bathroom and nights that it was cold I was wrapping myself up in hoodies and making beds on this pavilion and I remember a lot of other homeless people would go there so some nights I was even putting myself in a dangerous situation because I would be sleeping there with men you know older men who were homeless or other crazy drug addicts and it was just a very it was a very sad time, but at the time, I, I didn't necessarily look at it that way. I was just, I didn't care about anyone or anything anymore. Um, when, I, when I became homeless, when I knew that I was officially homeless and I had nowhere to go, I had burnt all my bridges. Nobody trusted me enough to let me stay there, and I don't blame them for that at all. You know, you only have, your family only gives you so many chances before they have to throw their hands up and say, we can't help you, you know, so I don't blame anyone for that, but I was very angry, though, because of that at the time, I didn't understand, I just hated everyone, so when I became, when I found out that I was homeless, um, going to be homeless, I, I, uh, got in touch with my brother who lived in Ohio and my, uh, my ex-husband at the time, and you know, I, my brother took my boys, um, because they were from a previous, uh, relationship. My husband, my, my brother took them and, and my husband, um, ex-husband at the time took my daughter in. So I had no children, you know, after being a mom for so many years, you know, um, my oldest son is now almost 14, so, um, and at the time when all this was happening, he was about 11, so after being a mom for, you know, 11 plus years, um, I was without children at all, and it was very strange to me, um, I was very lost, and that hurt me, you know, my, my biggest pride and joy was always my children, no matter what addiction I had, I always put my children first. I had never been this bad off. And I remember thinking and crying so many nights, you know, wish, wishing I could have them back and just wondering, 
what I did to myself and why, you know, why am I here? What have I done? And I wanted so bad to change it, but the addiction had consumed me so much that I couldn't. I it was I was too far gone and I wanted so bad to get clean and I tried to get clean a few times. My mom would try to help me find a place and my insurance was Medicaid, you know, state insurance and it just it only covered some of the generic places, but those really nice places that you see advertised on TV and you know, we couldn't get I couldn't get into them. They wanted $40,000 down and I mean it was ridiculous. It's so sad that they have these addiction recovery places and they advertise them all over the TV and oh we'll get you the great help but they are not really willing to help. My mom called plenty of places time and time again trying to figure out what we could do, how she could, you know, pay or and and we got nowhere. And that ultimately just ended up leading me to go back to the drugs. You know, I would do a couple days with my mom trying to find a place and then when all hope was gone I felt um I just I would disappear again and you know um many people thought that they would just get a phone call that I had died or you know something bad had happened I was living um when I was homeless I was in this area where there's just so many prostitutes and um you know their murders have happened and it's it's crazy the things that have happened in this little town that you really wouldn't have thought um it was like that but it was and I I never got into that but there were many girls out there that were doing those kind of things and people were just so afraid I, I mean I remember walking around so many times and having trucks stop me like you want to ride and um you know, trying to offer things, you know, for money, and I never stooped that low, I, I can't hold it against anyone who has, you know, everybody, they, they make their own decisions, and I've met some girls in jail that had been in prostitution, and they were really great girls that just needed to feed their habit, and it, it's just really sad that that addiction ends up getting you to that point for some people I I could never one thing I've always taken pride in is my body you know being my temple and I could never sell myself but some girls have gotten to that point you know those that's reality is that this addiction can take the most purest person and just turn you into evil and sadness and so many people judge us for being addictions and for, for, you know, for being addicts, I mean, and, um, they just treat us like shit, and this place I go to, you know, when I, uh, at the end of my addiction, I had gotten pregnant with my son, who is now a year, I had got pregnant with him, and, and I needed to get clean, and thank God that my jail sentence was right after, I, I pretty much like a month after, not even, I, I, I got sentenced two days, um, <clears throat> after I had found out that I was pregnant, so, and then a, a couple weeks later, I went to jail, so I would have eventually got clean anyway, because I don't believe in, that's one thing, I, if I've ever had an addiction, got pregnant, I, or smoking, any of that, I always stopped, but, Anyway, I had gotten 
uh, went to jail. I got clean. You know, I was pregnant in jail, something I never thought I would go through. But I, I did it, you know, did three months in jail and went in there at 86 pounds and came out 125 in three months. And, um, you know, it was, it's just crazy. You know, when I saw that picture that my probation officer showed me, it just really took me back to all of these things that I'm telling you, all these memories that will forever be engraved in my mind and in my soul. It really saddens me when I think back to just how much happened in two years and in really such a short amount of time. But I just, when you're in it, you know, when you're in that addiction, there were so many times I wanted, I knew, you know, I had gotten to the point where I saw what was happening because at first, when you're in your addiction, you don't always realize you know, you go through this denial phase. I was, I was in denial for so long that I was even an addict. And then when I embraced the fact that I was an addict, I still wasn't in denial because I felt like, okay, I'm an addict, but I'm managing it. I'm managing it. I can still function. I can still take care of my kids. I can still do this and that. And, you know, but progressively, you know, you're just putting a bandaid on it and, uh, putting a bandaid on that wound and yet it never heals and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until that wound kills you and that's how I look at addiction Um, if you don't take that band-aid off and actually get some surgery done you will die and that is really the options you have at the end of every addiction it's either jail or death or both and there's so many times that I know I personally sat there knowing what was happening and and crying about it crying about the fact that I wanted to quit that I didn't want to be this person anymore and I just couldn't find the strength inside of me and a lot of the problem was not getting to the base, not figuring out why. I have gone through many addictions in my life, little ones, not not as big as this had been. This was the most dramatic thing and impactful addiction I've ever had in my life. And I'm thankful for it because it, it finally made me see what the pattern was and figure out why. Those of us who become addicts, we have mental issues in some some form. There's something going on, whether it's, you know, a, a bipolar or depression. There's something going on inside of us that isn't the same. It's not right. It's off. Our, our chemical balance in our brain is off, and we don't think and feel the same way as a normal person thinks and feels. And I believe a lot of people's addictions become triggered by your emotions and if you don't know how to handle your emotions right then you run and you run for something that is going to make you feel better and I realized that that was why I have had so many addictions because I will do good I'll be fine and then when I get into a state of mind where I'm just totally depressed and down and I'll go grab a drink or if I'm around a friend who has cocaine, I'll sniff a line. Or 
if I'm around someone or if I have, you know, a way to get pills, I'll do the pills, you know, it was constantly these different addictions and it was running, running from my problems. So part of fighting our addiction is really sitting back and thinking about what caused the addiction in the first place. And this goes back usually way back to your childhood. There's usually something that happens that triggers this behavior and it becomes a habit. You know, we run for a cigarette because we're stressed out and now that becomes a habit and we don't even realize and as we grow older we are more exposed to more things and we start doing that habit whenever we are triggered so like I said for me my trigger was the emotional distress and needing to run needing something to make me feel numb instead of dealing with it now I realize that this was what my issue was and this is why I kept going back to addictions. I'd be fine. I could go a few years and then be around the wrong crowd and, and start doing the wrong things, being influenced and it just so happens that I'm in a depression because I'm bipolar so I go through depressions up and down um, and I wasn't managing it and it just, I fall into this storm and it's it, it becomes a cycle and it, it just keeps going back and going back and now I am proud to say that I'm finally finally at a place in my life at 32 years old where I will never go back ever because I know why I went back so now what I do is when I have a trigger when I have an emotional distress I do something else I find something else that's going to occupy my time and make me feel good and and not feel the pain instead of running for a drug I'll run for a puzzle or for writing a poem or maybe doing a podcast or a video or drawing whatever it is if you struggle with that like I did if your center of addiction comes from not owning your situation and handling your situation if your center of addiction comes from running from your problems then you need to focus on that so you don't relapse ever again you need to get in touch with yourself dig deep see a a therapist if you need to but really make a list of your triggers and what puts you back to that wanting to get high wanting to have a drink whatever wanting to numb yourself and when you know your triggers now you have control you have control over your body you have control over your mind and now you are in control to make the right decisions instead of the wrong ones also a big part of staying clean once you've become sober is really your people places and things and I will say it a million times I've said it before and I'll say it a million times again I'm sure you guys will hear it from me more than once but you cannot be friends with the same people you did drugs with you just can't that's reality my father used to tell me all the time 
show me who you hang with and I'll show you who you are. And I didn't believe him because I believed that I could, you know, be around people and not fall into the influence and be my own person. And I could be for a very long time, but eventually it will catch up to you. You are who you hang out with. If you are surrounded by a bunch of negative people, no matter how positive you are, eventually you will start bitching, complaining, and being negative just like them. If you are around a bunch of drug addicts, it doesn't matter how much of a goody good person you are, eventually you are going to say, you know what, let me just try that this one time. And that's all it takes. People don't believe it, but it is very true. Okay, it, everybody's different. You may try a drug one time and be fine. Or you could try a drug one time, like me, if you have a very addictive personality, and that is it. That's all it takes for you to crave and want that drug, and now you're addicted. You have to know yourself and know your body. You need to know what you want, know what you need, and stand up for yourself. You don't need to feel bad when that friend of yours calls and says, hey girl, I wanna hang out, I miss you so much, remember all the good times we had, and yes, those may have been fun, great times, but the reality is that person is negative for you. That person, if they are still an addict, you cannot hang out with them. You cannot be around them. You can love them from a distance, you can, talk on social media if you want and even then I suggest just completely getting rid of them if you can if it's somebody who's not family or maybe not a best best friend that you grew up with and you you can just let them go let them go um I when I got out of jail uh people didn't even know that I was home for at least about three to six months I didn't go on social media and announce that I was home I wanted to be left completely alone because I knew that there was a very good chance that I could have this great mindset and be nice and clean and then come home and announce it and all those people who say that they're your friends, who really aren't by the way, they just want you to get high with them, they want you to support your habits so you guys can do it together and you're saving money, right? And yeah, it's fun because you have someone to do it with. They don't care about you, they don't care about your children. If they were your real friends, they would do other things with you okay if you have a friend that you can go over my my best friend Aaron for instance um and my best friend Amanda I could take a drive to their house and go there to sleep I know that sounds weird but I've actually done it before (laughs) I can go to their house and go to sleep I could go to their house and just simply watch tv because I don't feel like being in my own home at that moment that is how you know you have a true friend if you have a friend who says she's your best friend, or he, and that best friend, every time you hang out with them, you have to be doing something, you have to be on the go, you have to be getting high, you have to be drinking or partying, whatever else, you can't just be your normal person, then they are not your real friend, and that's reality, and it is really hard sometimes to sink that in, but it's the truth. I'm telling you from experience, 32 years of experience being a drug addict my entire life I and realizing I this is what I did when I was in jail okay I knew that I was going to take this as a blessing I was excited to go to jail because I knew that meant I was going to be getting clean 
I was going to gain weight and I was going to be a better person and a better Christian. And I literally couldn't wait to go to jail, as crazy as that sounds, but that's how bad my life was on the outside. And when I went to jail, day in and day out, I worked on myself and I thought long and hard about why I was where I was, how I got there, who got there, how, who got me there, and what I what what the 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 patterns were. Again, like I said, I've been an addict my whole life, and you will be. Once an addict, always an an addict, okay? So you have to know and understand yourself, and you need to come to the grips of reality and really realize what what your triggers are, you know, who the people you were, and what, what was causing your addictions, and you have to stay away from them. You have to stay away from those people, those things, and those places. There are places that I hate to go. For instance, this the the place I have to go. I you know I go to a clinic. I think I mentioned it, but um, I didn't elaborate on it, so you may be confused if I said that. But um, I get I'm on uh, Subutex. It's a medication that um, it it keeps you from withdrawing. So. Unfortunately, when you have an opiate addiction, um, and that's heroin or pills like oxycodone, which was my addiction, um, not, not heroin, it was oxycodone, um, pain medication. Those kind of medications are horribly hard to get off. And because I was pregnant, they, I, I really wanted to quit cold turkey, but unfortunately because I was pregnant, they, I wasn't allowed. Um, they told me that I would actually lose my child if I went through withdrawal in any kind of way. I would lose him because of the, you know, I don't know, because the baby just, he wouldn't be able to handle it because then he would be going through through the withdrawal and it was really sad um, and it really sucked. So I had to stay on the medication. Um, so this medication is to help you manage your addiction basically and it's not meant to be forever. Um, I have been on it for two years now, but I am working on getting myself off within this next year. Um, but it's not meant for you to be on it forever, but it is, it's meant to, to balance you out and, and manage that addiction. So they put me on that while I was, um, in jail. When I got out, I had to continue being on it. Of course, I was still pregnant. And then once I had the baby, um, I stayed on it, and I've I've wanting I've been wanting to get off, so I'm trying to wean myself down and do that, and it's a process, because unfortunately, and you have withdrawal symptoms from the Subutex as well. Subutex, if you're not familiar with it, is also the same as Suboxone, um, and it's also along the lines of methadone. So if you are an addict listening to this, which I'm sure you are, because I doubt you'd be listening to this this long if you weren't, but you probably know what. I'm talking about, and if you aren't familiar, I will. I, I may make some other videos about it. I actually have a um, um, video I want to post on YouTube that was my pregnancy on Subutex for those of you who are pregnant um, and, and need help managing and figuring out what to expect. So that's coming if you are someone like that. So I'll be elaborating a little bit more in there, but I don't want to get into that right now. Anyway. It manages your addiction, and um, you know, I I'm on that. But 
place I have to go to to get my medication every two weeks is in the place that I was homeless at, the place I did all my drugs at, the place I got high every day. So I absolutely hate going there. Um, and it sucks. But So sometimes you can't avoid the places necessarily all the time, but I avoid it by not going there when I have absolutely nothing to do. I know that when I'm out there, I'm always running into people I used to get high with and they're still getting high. I can tell by the way they look and, you know, they're like, oh, hey, I missed you. I want to hang out. And I'm just like, yeah, no, no, I'm good. Um, You know, I'll say, hey, how are you doing? I'm not rude, but... I don't exchange numbers, um, I don't pretend that I'm going to ever hang out with them again because I'm not. So you have to learn how to manage your life and it's not always easy and if you want to be clean and sober for the rest of your life like I do, then it's just the shit that you gotta do. I mean, we made this, this, this life, you know, we got into the shit, you know, and we made the wrong choices and but we have the choice to make them better now um if you're struggling with getting clean if you're still an addict please please go get help there it's not easy to do it alone and you can't um so many times I thought that I could just quit on my own and I and I tried and I would go a couple days and but you need a support system you can't, you can't do it on your own. If you don't want to go to a rehab, then you need to open up to your family, especially if you have children, and you need to ask for someone to be with you every day for the next two weeks while you go through withdrawal. You need to set up an actual plan. You need to plan out the dates that you're going to be withdrawing because it's going to take a long time. You're going to be really, really, really sick and miserable. So if you're trying to do it cold turkey, you got to have someone there with you basically to baby you because you are going to feel like death and it's going to be like you have the worst flu or form of pneumonia ever in your life and it's going to be so bad that at some point you're going to want to break and say f this I'd rather just get high because that's how bad withdrawal feels but you have to remind yourself of why you want to get better okay so if you are in mid-addiction and you have not gotten clean yet please get help And again, if you don't want to go to rehab, set a few weeks that you can just have someone at your house with you or whatever, and you go through it with them, and and they are holding you accountable for your word and your plan and you to take action. And you don't go anywhere. You don't talk to anyone. Shut down your social media for that time. Um, Turn your phone off for that that moment or whatever, because you got to... Go through your contact list, delete them all, get rid of all your forms of your dealers or your party friends, you know. Um, You have to clean out your closet, basically. And again, it's not going to be easy, so you have to have a support system. I suggest that if you don't do this, then you go to rehab, as scary as it seems, It's going to do you great. You'll be there for a few months and you'll get all of the help you need. If you 
do it cold turkey and you're going to do it from home, then I suggest that once you go through those two, three weeks of your withdrawal and and getting yourself clean, that you have already set up um, some therapy because you're going to need it. That's why I say if you can afford it, if you have insurance or there's somewhere you can go, go to rehab because they will provide for you therapy and a bed and doctors to take care of you and wean you through it. Um, There's a process that it takes to, to, you know, it's not good for your body to just go cold turkey. So it, it really needs to be like a week of kind of weaning yourself down and then cold turkey. Um, you have to really think about the drug that you're doing. Some drugs you can't, like um, Xanax, anxiety uh, addictions, a lot of those medications, you can literally have a heart attack and die or, uh, or um, a uh, seizure, you know, just from stopping. So just know yourself, know your drug, know your body, and know your surroundings, and figure out a plan, and really just implement it, because your options are either jail or death, and eventually death will follow, even if you go to jail, and you decide not to get clean, then you're gonna die. I mean, those, that is the reality, because eventually it, it doesn't get better. People think that they can manage their addiction. I thought I could manage my addiction, and I managed it, quote-unquote, for two years until I ended up homeless, 86 pounds, almost dying, and in jail. I mean, come on. This is from someone who's been here before. Please listen. I'm not your mother, okay? And I, you probably should have listened because we never listened to our parents, and in the long run, they were right. In the, at the end of the day, my parents were right, and I should have listened to them when I was a teenager, you know, uh, but I never did, and some of us, unfortunately, have to learn the hard way, and we have to learn from our own mistakes. The key is learning from your mistakes, taking this journey that we have just gone through, uh, good or bad, and making a lesson out of it, focusing on the bigger picture and the better picture focusing on the dreams that we have and realizing that just because we are addicts it does not mean that we do not deserve success we are very capable of being successful and becoming millionaires and doing the right things with our money it's all about your mindset so you need to focus on the bigger plan dream big dreams and love yourself, love yourself enough to remember who you were as an addict and love yourself enough to not want to go back there because nobody can, there's not anybody who can say, I loved who I was as an addict. I loved who I was while I was in full addiction. There's no way. If you do, you're in denial and out of your mind and obviously have no plans on wanting to get better because that's just craziness. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had almost every addiction in the book and none of them were ones that I am proud of and ones that I would ever want to go back to being that person that I was because it completely, it doesn't, they all change your mind a little bit differently, but in the, at the end of the day, they all change your mind. They all take away your soul. You are a beautiful person and that drug 
is going to rip your soul apart and it is a sad thing to see I am really sad for who I was then and it saddens me because there are some things that I don't know that I'll ever get back um, because of my addiction just certain emotions or certain ways I think of things or feel about things I it, it it fucks you up physically, mentally, it, it, you know, these are chemicals that we are putting into our body and into our brain, and for us to think that that is not going to damage you forever is, is insane, you know, it, they will damage you forever, one way or another, but we can come back from that, and we can still, you know, some things there's going to be damage permanently, you know, like I said, there, you know, and, and our health, I mean, gosh, think how many people have gotten cancers or, you know, uh, whatever but from their addictions or lost all of their teeth. I mean, I've lost a couple of teeth. Luckily they were the back ones and, um, you know, dental insurance and all is great, but not everybody has that. There are some people who completely, who are young, like me and completely have no teeth and they look so old because of their addiction think about the beauty you're losing in yourself whether you're a male or a female focus on who you were or are as the addict what has changed what is it that you used to be like that you don't do anymore or what is it just the the light there's so much there's there's so much that I could list because there's so much that the addiction takes from you you have to keep fighting every day is a battle and it gets easier and easier as you go you just have to focus on the bigger picture so if you're a recovering addict and you want to be successful know that you are worthy of success We just have to fight for it a little harder, you know? We went through this, and we have to overcome it. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't make us bad, horrible people because this happened to us, okay? It's, we are not, just because you have a record, just because you made mistakes, just because you used to be an addict, it does not make you less of a person than the successful people out there. We are all worthy of success. We're beautiful people with beautiful souls, and we have a story to tell and a life to live. And you deserve that. You don't deserve to have to run the streets every day looking for your next fix. Remind yourself of how good it feels when you get that paycheck and you are buying yourself a new pair of shoes or buying your kids some new stuff for school or their outfits how good does that money feel sitting in your pocket and knowing that it could sit there all week but when you were an addict you could barely keep a dime to your name because as soon as you got a hold of any kind of money it was going to the drug i have thousands thousands and thousands of hundreds of thousand dollars worth of nothing to show for because it all got sniffed, drank, or smoked away. That is really pathetic and really sad. I can't even believe that I wasted so much money and that I was, you know, we all want to be rich. You are making your drug dealer rich. Like, what the heck kind of shit is that? 
You want to be a millionaire? You want to have all this money? All that money that you were giving to your drug dealer, hundreds of dollars you're spending every week, think if you took those hundreds of dollars and put it in a bank account, how much money you would save. I want you to think about how much you spend on your drug every week or how much you spent on your drug every week, okay? And now I want you to make a commitment, if it's possible, to put that amount in a savings account. And in one month, I just want you to see how much it is. And you will be surprised. And I want you to take that money. And if you can keep saving it and do this every month, then do it. But the first check, I want you to take that amount that after saving this every week, I want you to take that and do something great. I want you to treat yourself to however much money it is. I want you to treat yourself to something great just for you. Not for you, not not for your kids or your bills or whatever. I want you to treat yourself because you are worth it. I want you to remind yourself every day that you are, are you being in sobriety is something to be proud of. And it's something to celebrate. People downplay it because they're like, oh, well, she's just an addict and, you know, she'll always be an addict. Or, you know, people downplay themselves like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing this, but, you know, I was. They, we, we, just, we just put ourselves down because we used to be addicts, you know? It, it's, like, it's like we're wearing the, this letter of shame, you know? Um, like we have this this sign up on top of our head and everywhere we go everyone looks at us and says oh yeah she's an addict or he was an addict and we're just like the lowest of the low out of everybody and it's not true that's what I'm here to tell you guys that's what I'm here to show you guys because I am a recovering addict and I'm proud to say that I am recovering and that I am in complete sobriety and that I have walked that life and I have put that life behind me and I'm also proud to say that I'm going to be a millionaire and I am going to be successful and I'm going to smile on everybody's face who thinks that I can't do it or judges me for who I was. I am, I am not who I was. I am who I am now. I have the power to change my life and I'm doing it. It doesn't matter what anybody says. Somebody can talk junk on me all day long for my past, but I know that I am not my past. I'm not. I've made a lot of dumb decisions in my past, but I don't have to live the rest of my life miserable because of those mistakes. We are only human and human makes mistakes. We choose to sin or we choose to live the good life. You just have to make that decision. And is it worth you fighting for the good life? You know, I just don't want you guys to beat yourself up because of your addiction. And if you're listening to this and you were never an addict and maybe you're just listening to this to get some insight, I hope that I opened your eyes a little bit more on how hard it is to be an an addict, to be in active addiction, and to live that life because it's not all fun and games. It's not just, oh, I'm getting high and I feel great and nothing else matters. We, as addicts, feel a lot of pain, whether you admit it or not. 
there's a lot of pain in that and we have a lot of we carry a lot of guilt and a lot of weight on our shoulders and I want you to throw that weight away I want you to throw away all those negative thoughts and all those limiting beliefs about yourself and about your life and about your destination because you can be whatever you want to be it's all about your mindset I hope that I was able to help you today in some kind of way. Or again, if you're not an addict or weren't an addict, I hope I was able to give you some insight on that life. My mission is to help people who are struggling with addiction and struggling with mental disorders, um, whether, you know, or behavioral disorders, whether it's ADHD, anxiety, depression, bipolar. I am here to help those of you that are just like who I was, who struggle, who have struggled, you know, their whole life, live a better life. I want you to be your best self. I want you to reach your highest potential. I want you to live a more peaceful, profitable, and productive life. So that is what I'm here to do today and I hope that you guys were able to take something out of this that'll really help you and if you did I'd like you to reach out to me and let me know um you can email me my emails in the description or you can reach out to me on social media under sensational life on instagram facebook twitter pretty much everywhere I hope you guys have a blessed day and I can't wait to talk to you guys in the next one